Well, hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on being counseled by God. Uh, this week we're stepping into lesson four, and before we get into it, I'm going to do a quick recap of lesson three. We'll open with prayer, and then we'll um, take into lesson four from there. So if you remember from last week, uh, we talked about catching the enemy in our thoughts. Um, so we've we've already dealt with hearing the voice of God and how when we uh, tune our spirits in to listen for God, that we will ultimately deal with three voices. We'll deal with the voice of our flesh, the voice of the enemy, and the voice of God. And and we've been working on how to uh, discern which one's which so that we are uh, always leaning for the voice of God uh, so that we can figure out when our flesh is speaking to us and which thoughts are of the enemy that just need to be completely wiped away. Uh, we talked about names of the enemy and then the, the um, what's the word that I'm looking for there? The, the product, if you will, of impure thoughts. And we talked a lot about testing the spirit. Uh, as we go in um, to the coming lessons, I'm going to continue to really push on testing the spirit, check it against the word, remind yourself of the words of 1 John 4, 1, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirit. And check your journaling, not only against the word, but with a spiritual advisor. Remember that the devil can only counterfeit God's works and cannot reproduce them. Let's open up with a word of prayer and then we'll take into lesson four. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for this day and this time. And I pray, Lord God, that for each one of these people who are uh, coming into your presence right now, Father, I just pray that you would begin to bless and anoint each one that they would feel your holy presence all around them as we enter into this time uh, to, to bring ourselves closer with you, Lord God. And, and, and Father, I just pray uh, for those who are still having a little bit of trouble um, hearing your voice, Father, that you would polish the ears of their spirit, that they would hear clearly and understand what you are speaking to them. Father, that you would gift each one of these people with your mighty, powerful gift of discernment. Father, that they would not have question and they would not uh, waver in their faith concerning the things that they hear and believe are from you, but Father, that they would know beyond shadow of doubt that they have heard from you, that they have heard your voice when they have sought it. And so, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, I extend my hand to each one and I pray, Father, that your blessing would outpour upon each one of their lives in the name of Jesus. All God's children said, Amen and Amen. So lesson four, counseled by God. Um, last week we talked about finding the enemy in our thoughts, but this week we're going to basically look at the exact opposite. Um, so if you took notes last week, your note page is going to look a lot the same as far as the layout and that. Uh, however, it's going to be exactly the opposite in the things that you're taking note of. Um, this week's lesson is called Meeting with the Comforter. And so we've been through a couple of journaling exercises, and um, from, from this point out, from this lesson forward, um, I think I'm going to let you do the journaling exercises on your own rather than walking you through them. Uh, and, and I'll wait for your feedback if you guys uh, want me to walk you through them for another week or two after this week. Um, I'd be happy to. But, but my goal here 
Um, and this is, of course, a 12-week series, and we're less than four. We're about a third of the way through. Uh, my goal by the end is to have you doing this as a habit, as, as a, not a, not a habit, as a practice um, in your daily lives. Do it on your own and, and do it well. And so that's, that's the object to this course is, is learning how to talk with God and be counseled by him. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to do um, a journaling exercise at the end of every lesson. And then I hope that as you're uh, doing these journaling exercises, that maybe you're finding some of your own questions that you have for God and that you're coming to him with those and, and journaling through those. So we talked about testing the spirits. We talked about um, understanding that there's there's three voices constantly going in the mind. There's the voice of the flesh, the voice of the enemy, and the voice of God. So we want to go over some names of God. If you've ever studied the names of God, you know that there are a ton uh, at, at one point, I took a course when I was earning my bachelor's degree, and I actually had to study 152 separate names of God, look up the scripture reference, and go through the journaling process, actually uh, sit down and uh, pray through each name and say, Lord, what would you have to say to me about this name? What does it, what does it show about you as concerns my life? And, and that's not even every name of God that's even in the Bible. That's only most of them. Um, so for this particular lesson, we're only going to cover six. I'm going to read through them if you want to take notes on them. I'm going to give you the scripture reference uh, to each one. And so I'll, I'll read through them twice so that you can write them out with the scripture references. And then go back through them throughout the week and... And, and find find comfort, take solace in who God is um, because that, that's the great thing about the God that we serve is he is an all-wise, all-knowing, almighty, all-powerful God who doesn't just take one personality and run with it, but, but instead we serve a God who is the God of our every moment. He is the God that we need, no matter what our situation puts us in. Okay, and so we can go through these six names, and I'll, I'll expand on them as we go as you're writing. Um, so if you're taking the notes, the six names for this particular lesson, I want you to focus on our comforter. You can see John 14, 16. Wonderful Counselor, Isaiah 9-6. Truth, Numbers 23-19. Convincer, you can see... Um, oh boy, I took bad notes on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that that is... I'm going to grab my Bible and pull that one up because I don't know if I meant to write Judges or Jude, so I better check it. Um, so skip over that one for a moment and go to Edifier. Edifier is uh, from 1 Corinthians 14.3 and then Exhorter from John 3.2. And I'm almost, I've got my microphone in one hand and 
my uh, Bible in the other. And it's my small print Bible to boot. Here we go. Um, give me a minute to read. just compare real quick to Judges. Alright, and it is Jude 15. Convincer is Jude 15. Um, I should have known should have known that from the way that I wrote it uh, because there is no chapter reference, but I just confused myself. Sorry, I'm human, I guess. Um, so I'll go through these once more and I will expand on them as we go. Comforter, John 14, 16. When, when we find ourselves at a total loss or, um, you know, we've experienced the loss of a loved one, we've uh, gone through something traumatic, God promises to be our comfort. Wonderful Counselor, Isaiah 9, 6. That's the... I'm, I'm going to say that one's probably the most important one that you should know. For this particular series, Counseled by God. Wonderful counselor, right? Um, It leaves me at a loss for words because we know that wherever we are in life, whatever we're going through, we can come to him and and we we can rest on his shoulder. He will, you know, embrace us and listen to us cry. He'll wipe our tears he is a he's truly a wonderful counselor truth i love that the that that the name of god is truth numbers 23:19 it's not just that god is the one true god but that god is truth god is not capable of any lie or any half truth and so he ultimately then is truth a convincer from jude chapter 1 if you need the chapter but there's only one chapter um, Jude 15 convincer um, that that particular word sometimes I can change it out and say convictor um, when when the Holy Spirit convinces us to say live right it's through the conviction process the holy and righteous conviction process edifier um, from 1 Corinthians 14.3. And, and you know, the, the work of the Lord is to edify the believers. And, and we can see, um, if you took the course on the five-fold ministry, those things are for the edification of the believers. That's the power of God, is in edifying. Um, and then finally, exhorter from John 3.2. When, and and I, I covered this early in the series when you get a word from the Lord, it's going to most of the time exhort you, and you have to understand the difference between an exhortation and an ego boost. And and so God truly exhorts us. Um, and an exhortation is going to give you a sense of peace. An exhortation is going to build up the spirit man, and and you'll feel that that humble swell within your spirit that says, yes, I am loved. Yes, I am chosen. Yes, 
My God knows my very name. He knows the number of hairs on my head. That's that's the kind of exhortation. Now, if you get a word and it puffs your chest and makes you go, oh yeah, uh, I, I knew all along I was better than that. Well, that's something that you need to check um, because then that would be the ego booster. So pure godly thoughts. So when you're when you're journaling and and you've got your pen and your paper one one and the uh, same together, you you begin writing and I'll stress it again, when you start writing, you do not premeditate the thought. You begin writing and you continue writing until the words stop. And when the words stop, you stop and you say, "Lord, is there anything else?" You keep that pen to the ready. And If the Lord begins to speak again, you begin to write until the words stop. But do not premeditate the words which you are writing. All right? Now, these thoughts, this is, uh, we talked last week about how the impure thoughts, which the enemy will put into our minds from time to time, they cause envy and strife, confusion, chaos, and ultimately lead to sin. Well, God's thoughts that he speaks into us they produce worship. They produce conviction, comfort, peace, encouragement. Here's our word again, exhortation. They give you wisdom and ultimately produce the opposite of sin, which is righteousness. All right? Um, when, when you are getting a word that, that you are seeking from God, as you write by faith and and through the spontaneous flow of the spirit you're going to uh, come to a place where eventually you'll come to a stopping point the words will stop and your pen will stop and you can look at this and you can say what i just journaled does this produce worship is this is this leading me to a place where i can worship god is it is it a word that slightly convicts you or even really convicts you but does not condemn you and you have to you have to be cautious between the differences between conviction and condemnation Convi- conviction will will say you know you knew better and yet you did you should repent and condemnation on the other hand will say you knew better, and yet you did, and now you're going to hell. Okay, so you, so you can get a you can get a good distinction most of the time between conviction and condemnation, and and the the feelings of conviction and condemnation are um, easy to differenti- di- differentiate as well because conviction uh, brings you to a place in your spirit that drives you to repentance. But condemnation brings you to a place in your spirit that drives you to depression. I'm going to say that again. Conviction brings you to a place in your spirit that drives you to repentance. But condemnation brings you to a place in your spirit that drives you to depression. All right? And and we'll talk about depression here in a couple of weeks. Um, as, as God speaks, 
you'll feel comfort just just completely overwhelm you. Um, I've I've had the opportunity now that uh, several of you have shared uh, some journaling uh, with me and and just reached out to say, hey, um, you know, Eric, what what do you think about this? You know, it does does it resonate in your spirit? Would you say this is of God? Some of you just reached out to say, I really needed to hear this right now, um, and and others of you are are reaching out saying, listen to what God said to me. Um, I, I'm excited for this word that God gave me, and and I think that all of you who have reached out would generally agree. That in the moment you got that word from God, you felt the comfort and peace of the Lord, encouraging your spirit, exhorting you, and lifting you up unto righteousness. And 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 that's the that's the product of God's thoughts. All right. Um, now, because of everything that we've um, talked about to this point, I don't really feel that it's necessary to drag this particular lesson out um, because I, I think that you have a good idea of what it is to meet with God. I think at this point you have a good idea of coming to God and getting into his presence using the deep breathing exercises, using praise and worship methods. Um, and, and I think that you're becoming more and more comfortable testing the spirits, just from those of you who have reached out to me. Uh, for this week, I'm, I'm really going to push you to go ahead and continue uh, using your testing the spirit. I've been practicing journaling with the Lord, um, my goodness, since 2013, I believe it was. So that's about seven years. And still... I will test the spirit. You, you, you don't really grow out of testing the spirit. Um, you, you test the spirit just to make sure. You, you take a journaling, a word that you receive through journaling, and you share it with a spiritual advisor, and you say, what do you make of this? Um, that's your safety net. And then you do your self check. So you, once you've che- tested the spirit and checked it against the word of God and you shared it with a spiritual advisor, you can do a self check on it just for a, a three step process. And I want you to write down the three C's. How do you feel whenever you read this word that you got? Do you feel condemned, convicted, or conceited? Obviously, if you feel condemned, you can probably say that might not be from God. Maybe take it back to a spiritual advisor and say, listen, uh, I know that you read this and it resonated with your spirit, but as I read it more, I feel really condemned. Would you read it again? Um, or do you feel convicted? And if you feel convicted in your spirit, I'm not going to tell you to take it back to your spiritual advisor. Uh, if you feel convicted in your spirit, you need to take it back to God and seek God on, on how you need to repent of whatever it is that you're feeling convicted for. 
And then finally, do you feel conceited? And again, if you feel conceited, take it back to the spiritual advisor, take it back to the Word of God, and say, you know, spiritual advisor, I read through this again, and it went straight to my head. It didn't the first time, but this time it did. And and I, I need help because I feel conceited as I read this. What do you think? Am, am I reading it in the wrong mindset? Or was this not actually from God originally? And we were both a little bit off base. Everybody gets off base at some point or another. Um, it can be little things like not remembering if your scripture was supposed to come from Jude or Judges. Or it could be... Um, you know, you, you you can sit down to journal out a word that you're hearing from the Lord and you'll journal a two and a half page word. You go to test it and find that it was a false prophet spirit. It, it happens to everyone. And so I want to encourage you today that, that you don't want to get discouraged um, and, and never give up. Because the devil wants you to give up. The devil is the one, the, the adversary, the enemy of your soul is the one who wants you to give up. Because if you give up, as far as he's concerned, he's won. And we are not going to allow that. So as we prepare ourselves um, to go into this journaling exercise for this lesson as we uh, prepare to read through our scriptures, when we pray to close this message, this, this lesson, we are going to bind the adversary because the word of God says, whatever is bound on earth, so it is bound in heaven. And we are going to bind the spirit of the enemy so that he has no control and, and we're going to tell him that he is not welcome in our thoughts. He's not welcome in our homes. We're going to give him the boot. All right? Um, but, but I want you to focus as you go through your journaling exercises on the three C's. Am I condemned, convicted, or conceited? If you have your Bible and you want to read through the scripture verses with me that I'm going to leave you with this week, you can start in Isaiah chapter 9. Um, and it's the scripture from earlier on in this lesson. Isaiah 9, verse 6. And um, often I, I would read just the second half of this, but I love the context because it's actually a Christmas scripture. And um, here's what it reads. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that's, that's the prophet Isaiah. Now Isaiah, this isn't in my notes, but, but I feel like somebody might need to hear this. Isaiah is a very unique prophet because it... As you read the book of Isaiah, it, it's a rather long book, and there's so much prophecy that is contained in the book. And, and 
what people tend not to know is that Isaiah wasn't actually called to be a prophet, and this might ruffle some feathers, but Isaiah instead was just obedient. You see, Isaiah Isaiah was was different. And and it's hard to tell people that Isaiah wasn't called to be a prophet, but rather that he was obedient because people people don't want to take the time to listen to the words that are that are spoken early in the book. But I want to I want to share it with you. Um because it's it's beautiful. In Isaiah chapter 6, which is the commission of Isaiah the prophet, you can go to verse 8, and it says this, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. You see, that that's... And I know that it's a little bit off topic, but I just feel impressed in my spirit that somebody needed to hear that. Um... Isaiah wasn't called, he was obedient. And and if you're obedient to God, even if you're not called to that specific area, God will use you in that area because you are called now according to his purpose because of your obedience. All right. Uh, and, I, and I don't know, I guess I feel in my spirit like somebody may have gotten a word uh, over the last week that that didn't seem to line up with their spirit. They didn't think that they were called to a certain area. Uh, but let that be an encouragement to you, uh, whoever you might have been, if, if that was the case. Isaiah was a great, great prophet. But he was not called. He was obedient. And so if, if something seems like... Mm, yes... Yes, something something seems off to you, and 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 you almost feel like the word wasn't actually from the Lord, but but what's truly happening is God's testing you in your obedience, and and you need to cling to that. You need to walk in that path of obedience that God has set before you, and as you walk in that path of obedience. God is going to call you deeper and deeper and use you mightily. And I I can see that you are walking in a path um, with God very closely. And and God sees that you have have this confusion uh, in your spirit, but God is not the author of confusion. And, and, And so he wants you to just be still with him. And he, he says to you this day, child, be obedient. Child, be obedient. For although you have not been called this day, I have called you because of your obedience. So remain with me. I will lead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost can be so impressive, so so strong, sometimes when you least expect it. 
so whoever whoever it is that got that word, whoever that word was for, cling to it, run with it, and and use it. Use it. Second scripture that I need to leave you with comes from the Gospel of John, if you're turning there. And this is John chapter 3. Verse 2, it says this, He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs that you were doing if God were not with him. And, and I, could, I could run through John chapter 3, Jesus teaching Nicodemus. I could run through and preach that for an hour and a half on its own. But, but what I want you to take away from this is that God is the teacher, Jesus is the teacher, the Holy Spirit is the resident teacher. And it's it's so clear that he is from God. Because the things that we receive from him could we we could not receive what we receive unless he was truly the God who he has said he is. And, and so take that and know that the Holy Spirit is your resident teacher. This week I want you to take time. I'm not going to guide you through your journaling for this lesson. Um, I want you to take time and journal this question. I want you to write at the top of your journal, Dear Lord, show me. Teach me how I can rely more on you. Again, that's, dear Lord, show me or teach me how I can rely more on you. Now, this particular exercise can get very deep. Um, Go into this when you have a few minutes To really sit with God, sit in his presence, and and really thoroughly get into his presence. Really um, seek his face. Because as you seek God on that particular question, on how you can rely more on him, he's really going to impress you. Um, Listen closely for the voice of God. Put your pen to paper. Don't premeditate the thought. Write what you hear. And then use your, use your skill of testing the spirit. Go to your spiritual advisor and do your self-checks. I want to pray with you. Again, we're going to pray um, to bind the enemy so that he is no longer welcome in our mind, in our heart, in our homes. And other than that, we're going to, we're going to pray however God leads. And, and, and sometimes you don't know how God's going to lead until you're partway through it, just, just as I um, showed by example there as we read through Isaiah 9-6. Uh, sometimes a sensitivity to the Spirit cannot be, well, a sensitivity to the Spirit can never be planned. But sometimes when, when God moves, it's up to us just to move with Him. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just come before you with each one of my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Father, for the word which you impressed upon my heart for whomever it was that will um, be taking this class. I pray, Lord God, that in the name of Jesus, you would encourage that person in their spirit right now. Father, that that you alone would would begin to make a new calling known unto them because of their obedience to your will and to your word. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who came in the flesh that each one of these people would walk closer and deeper with you from this day forward than they ever have before. Father, together we stand in unity of faith right now, standing on the promises of your word, and we stand together united, and we bind the enemy, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, through the power of Jesus and through the blood of the power of Jesus, we bind the enemy, the adversary, the 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 condemner, the, the father of all lies. We, we bind him now in the name of Jesus. And we tell you, devil, that you are no longer welcome in our homes. You are not welcome in our hearts. You are not welcome in our thoughts. But through the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, you must go now and never return. And if you try to return, you shall come back to find armies of angels, ministering and warring angels surrounding us. And you shall not prosper, for you can form weapon against us, but it shall not prosper because of the blood of the Lamb which we have been washed in, and and we have been uh, saved by the blood of the Lamb. And and Father, right now in the name of Jesus, whoever it is that, that is Uh, beginning to find themselves being cast down in their spirit, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin right in this moment to lift up their countenance, Lord God, that they would feel your hand below their chin as you would pick up their face and say, Child, look upon me. Father, raise up their countenance right now in the name of Jesus for the one who is weary, for the one who is seeking you and yet feels like you are absent. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, I pray, I pray, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would just pour out. Father, I know that your word says that you will pour out your spirit and that you would gush out your spirit upon all flesh. But Father, I pray these people would feel the outpouring of your spirit in this moment, Lord God that as they utter this prayer alongside me, that they would feel the outpouring of your Holy Ghost upon them, that they would open their mouths, Lord God, and if you so will, that they would speak in a new tongue. Father, if that be their desire, then grant them the desire of their heart. Father, that they would prophesy, if that be the desire of their heart, that you would grant them the desire of their heart. Father, whatever it is, I pray, Lord God, that you would pour out your spirit and anoint these people to go forward and and further your kingdom and build up your kingdom. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would go before, behind, and beside each one, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, that no tactic of the enemy would be able to prosper. Father, in the name of Jesus, once more, we bind not only the enemy, but we bind every toil, every snare, every trap that he's laid in our in our path. We bind every friend of the enemy, every demon, every foul spirit. Father God, we cast them away to the farthest depth of the 
furthest sea, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they might not be able to come near us. But Lord God, that we would walk in prosperity, health, and wholeness with you, knowing this, that you alone are God and that you are King. And so, Father, as we come into your presence, we ask that you would be glorified in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that as we seek your face this week, that you would truly teach each one of us how to better rely on you, how to, how to lay aside ourselves and, and, and our flesh and lay aside the desires of the flesh and to desire more of you, God, that we would walk closely and, and hear, Lord God, what you have for each one of us. In the name, by the blood, and in the power of Jesus Christ that we all prayed and said amen and amen. Folks, I hope that you have been blessed. Um, as usual, any questions, feel free to reach out to me. If you need to share your journaling with someone, I'm available to you for that. And um, I just pray that you have a good week, and I pray that you will get into that journal, get into your word, and really spend time with God this week. God bless you all. Take care, and we'll talk to you in a week.